Welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. Thank you for kicking back with us. We hope that you'll relax in your moment, absorb some wonderful wisdom, take a gander at how these words play out into your life, how they model and become part of the character and integrity of the legacy that you leave behind. My name is Stacy Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. Kathy, how are things for you today in that world where you live? Busy and there's beef goats. Never a dull moment at my house. <laughs> right. So how are you? I mean, we look at. I'm good, thank you. I am blessed as always. I've met some of the most wonderful people today and had some of the most uplifting conversations. I'm excited about this one. So. You know, Kathy, look, when you look around you and you're homeschooling three small children and you have a goat that likes to come in and visit and jump on the trampoline and all the things you do to exist in your world today, yet you take the time to come and sit with us and have these conversations. Where does that enrichment come from? How is that your coffee break? Well, I mean, for a couple of reasons. First, I love meeting the people. I love hearing their their stories, their their interpretations, their definitions. I love bringing out the extraordinary and the ordinary, right? And on the other side, it's also a good excuse for me to have a conversation with grown-ups. <laughs> and then there's that, right? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I appreciate your time and your, your wisdom and, and your day to come and spend it with us. So if you're ready, let's kick off a new conversation today. We have a gentleman joining us who's a returning guest of ours from Uncaped Heroes, and he was gracious enough to share his story and his mission and his journey with us on that show, and he agreed to come back and banter a word with us today. So ladies and gentlemen, may we please reintroduce Raymond Fritas. How are you today? I am well, Kat. I am well, Stacey. How are you? Man, excellent. So w- what intrigued you? What what made you decide you wanted to come back and have this banter with us on on communication and a definition of a word? Well, you know, I had such a great time the last time we were on a podcast during my mission, and I, I like the fact that you had a second one. So I figure the work had already been done. All I have to do is go on your second one, and um, it was it was an amazing experience, and it's been an amazing experience so far in my coaching profession and my journey and. I like what you guys are doing, and I said, well, let's uh, plan for April 13th, and here I am. All right, well, let's get this conversation underway. I feel like the name that got drawn out of the hat last night, ironically, for you, is the word family. Um, and I feel like in what you do, we, we might have a really cool conversation about that definition. So how about you start us off? Raymond, when you hear the word family, what's your definition? Where does that take you? When I hear the word family, I feel, well, if you look at like a rock and roll song, like a Chuck Berry song, you get into like, if you look at the way a, a band operates, it's, um, it's music, it's like a family. But you see, for all of us, as we kind of grow, the family becomes like the drum. The drum is the backbeat of the band, whereas as we grow up, our family becomes the backbone of our life. We, we grow up kind of in the, you know, 
in the beginning, we, everything is taught to us in the full force, but as we kind of distance ourselves from our parents, as we create families of our own, family is still the backbone and the heart of every single one of us. And unfortunately, there's good, the, the good and bad come from families. There are certain family members we'd like to try to avoid. Maybe they're triggering, triggering for us. And then there's certain families that are there for us no matter what happens and what stage in our life. And I think as we get older, we realize for the ones who try, we try to avoid as much, as much as possible, but the ones that we're close to. And I also feel family is, is friends. The friends we meet in the spiritual family that we meet along the way become part of our family, and that's what is called our soul family. So we have our biological family, and we have our soul family. And, you know, they could be both. There are people in our family that are part of our soul family, but then there are people we've met and learned from, known for a long time that become family-like, and we view them as family. And this is someone from an only child, myself. Almost all of my friends become family-like because I have no siblings. So I view them as a sibling. However, I also know with family is I, I do feel it is the root cause of why we struggle with uh, families, creating families ourselves. And I do feel that how we were when we grew up and we were being taught this, or we observed as a child, will ultimately impact the way we raise our children and, and actually be married to someone else. So it's rooted in childhood, it's rooted, I mean, family is at the heart of really civilization, and um, it's what's brought us here, and it's going to continue to preserve life on this world, and that's what I think of family. Mm, I appreciate that. Cassie, how about you, when you hear the word family? I don't know, I think... I have, I don't want to say necessarily different relationship with my family than a lot of people, but when I think of family, I think of safety, right? Like home place, mm-hmm. where you get to ground, where, you know, and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're still family, right? So I think that... Mm-hmm. My opinion on family is just that, you know, it's, 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 it's a safety net. Not in a negative way, but it's a, you know, it's a safe place, whether that's at the home I've created or going back to my parents or spending time with my sister or hanging out with my brother, right? That's, that's a place of comfort for me. So I think that family is just, it's, it's safe to me. Beautiful. You know, I, I think family means a lot of different things to me from along the way I come. I was raised in a blended family. My oldest sister was adopted and uh, we just kind of, you know, we, we, I grew up in, the, in a world where not flesh of my flesh or bone of my bone, but nonetheless, miraculously my own. And so I think we always just had that. And my family was big. I had a big family. My, my, my nuclear family was small, my mom and dad and the, the three of us. 
but we were very involved with my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and my cousins, and we had family reunions and barbecues, and we all ate together. And so I got this beautiful concept of that safety right there, Cass, that you talked about. And, and Raymond, that connection that you talked about, that core, that, that drumbeat, right, was that family. At the end of the day, they all came together. And so I had this beautiful concept of family when I grew up. Well, my husband was raised in a very different environment than I was, and so his concept of family when we got married was very different than mine. Right here, he just had a different experience. They walked a different journey. He saw different things. And it's been um, enlightening for both of us, and it's been a good challenge along the way to bring what I know and believe about family into what he knows and believes about family and find that middle ground for us and make sure that we express to our children how important family is at the end of the day. That's your, you said, Raymond, that's your drumbeat, right? That's that place you come home to. But I also agree with what you said, Raymond, that family can ripple out, right? There's your, your church family and those people that are of like mind but also of kindred spirit, right? And, and like soul, so you have that soul family that you spoke of. And, and you can have a, a work family, and there's so many different places that you can create that environment of family. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's Absolutely. a really cool word for it. Yeah. So I'll let you, Raymond, where did, where did that take you from there? Well, I think you guys all painted a great picture, and I think we all come from different types of family dynamics. And, of course, my parents were divorced at age five. I've experienced death, and I have an older family. So I, in my view of family, is I could honestly see 10 years from now I don't have my grandmother or my dad or even my mother because I feel in life they... Um, I don't think health education was as uh, much of a focus as it was as it is now than it was 40, 50 years ago. And I see them go through their health issues, and I'm thinking, you know, when I when I bring children to the world, I don't want to put them in that same position I was put in, where coming out of college and my dad's having a open heart surgery, or I'm in substitute teaching, and my grandmother's going into hospital and out of the hospital and so family yeah it is a safety net but I also we, we can also learn and observe from our parents of they want to make the same mistakes they made and bring that to our children mm. so I think it's a learning tool as well yeah, I agree Kath I think that your family is your first and biggest lesson in patience and understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm watching my grandparents go through kind of the same thing, right? They're, you know, they're walking through that phase. And so, you know, I think it's it's bringing up a lot of things. And I don't know if this is kind of in a different direction, you know, I don't know how many times in my life I've heard people say, well, that's just your family, right? Blood's thicker than water. Sometimes we heard that. A lot, right? But nobody, yeah. nobody, 
people fail to to bring out the rest of that saying, right, and the meaning behind that, because what it actually says is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the of the womb, right? So the people that you choose to be your family, a lot of times you have stronger relationships with because they bring something to the table that you never experienced before. Absolutely, I, I that that you just hit that right on the nailing on the nailing on the coffin, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because when we choose uh, our family, they are bringing something that we lack from our biological families. So many times, you're exactly right. I observed a lot of that when I worked in the behavioral health field, right? The the concept of family and and how much sometimes that core family can be the basis of your trauma. Right? It can mm-hmm, be the mm-hmm. it can be the basis of your fear, it can be the basis of your self worth and your self esteem. And just because mm-hmm. I had a wonderful experience growing up and had a great family doesn't mean that that's everybody's experience with a, with a family, right? No. And and I think we have to give I think we have to give grace there. You know, I think my husband and I have had that conversation more than when I, I remember one time when my kids were little, and Cassie, the oldest, might have been seven or eight, and we were trick-or-treating. And as we kept stopping and going and trick-or-treating at a new place and going to a new thing, I was watching his frustration build. And finally I said, why are you mad? Right? What's up with you? Because we're trick-or-treating. He said, nobody ever took me to trick-or-treat like this when I was a kid. And I said, Don, you're 40 and you're still mad about it, right? It's a golden opportunity for your children to never feel like you do right this moment. Take them trick-or-treating. Be, yep. be what you felt like was missing. This is your opportunity to fill that shoe so that nobody has to stand where you're standing right now. So I think uh, building That's that kind family. Of how I view, that, that, is, that is sort of like how I view my birthday. You know, growing up, I had a... Uh, well, I, I was in a uh, kind of like a divisive household. I had, I had between four different homes, and every time I had a birthday, I never really got to choose what I did for my birthday. It was like, well, what do you want? I don't know. I don't want to do anything. It's just a birthday. <laughs> and and my, so my mom would choose to do something, and my grandmother would choose to do something. And it wasn't really until I became an adult where um, my wife came in where it's like, you know, I just want to do my own thing. I don't really want to have a big party or a big celebration. Um, and there were times when I when I did want to have one and just invite friends over that that worked out very well. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that uh, uh, when it comes to my birthday, um, it, it, it's more of just God. I'm another year older, so that. <laughs> but it's. Um, I have my wife, you know, if we will just do our own thing or we'll go somewhere because birthdays for me are just really, uh, I get literally dozens and dozens of messages saying, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. But when I think about the rest of the year, it was like, well, what about the rest of the days of the year? Well, how come I didn't get a message from you then? So I look at birthday as kind of like, hey, you know, everybody acknowledges on that day, but every other day of the year is just as important in your personal spiritual journey. 
Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I have some, you know, I think family is, is um, for me, again, it's like Cassie said before, that safety net, it's those, it's your people. Yep. Right when you get into a situation that's, that's emotional or stressful or painful or scary, whatever it is, the first thing you want is you want your people, right? It's towards my mom or I need my kids or you, I need my tribe, right? So we seek out the comfort of that family, those people that know us the best, those people we can be around with no hat on, right? Another great thing about family is it's the one place you ought to be able to be with no hat on, right? Think about how many Mm -hmm. hats you wear in a day. You get up in the morning and the minute you open your eyes, you already have the wife and the, I mean, the husband and the parent hat on. And then, and then how many more hats do we put on during the day? Yep. Right, to, to meet the needs of those around us and be a part of that family. So your family is that one place where you can take all those hats off, and it, it's still okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the safety net of that. How about you, Cassie? You already stunned Raymond for the day and said, you got it, you nailed it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, and on, it makes me... sad for people that don't have good relationships with their family. And I know, you know, some things are inevitable and unavoidable and, you know, that's beside the point. It just, it makes me sad that they lack that connection and that, that safety net wherever, wherever it is, you know. It just makes me sad for people. But I love people. Keep in mind that right? keep in mind there are uh, people. Some people find more better safety nets with their friends, and they even do their own family. And that's that's what's the uh, difficult process of all of this. Some people are born into some really troubling situations, so their friends that they make, like I said before, that's their safety net, and they feel they have more of a trust with their friends and even their own family. And I know a few people like that. Oh, absolutely. So mm. do I. And that 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 is their family, right? So they have that safety net. Right. And it goes back to what a, goes right back to what I said that the the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That safety net that they have put in place for themselves is because it's formed with the threads of what they need. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the so end of the day, isn't that where? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, as well. it's put together. It's put together with the strengths that they don't have, and I, you know, sometimes that overpowers everything. And I think that is also beautiful. Mm. Yep. That need is that need for that connection, that need for that bond. I mean, that's where everything from close knit families to gang affiliation comes from. The need to fill that very void and and have that very same place. Yeah, and even if you don't like people and you live in the middle of nowhere and your family is 162 cows, that's awesome. I don't know. Family can be anything. Exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dogs, pets, friends. I mean, when we adopt a dog or a cat or whatever, they are go, that they become part of our family. It's like, um, you know, and... Of course, pets don't last as long as humans, but they do become a part of the family. And they do, they have that deep soul connection with us. So, 
you know, you know. So I think I, I think family. I think of yeah, work family, like you said, Kathy. You have um, you know your your common interests, people. You know, you have um, so you look at family. You got to look at everyone in your life and say, you know what? Do I view them as someone as someone like my family? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. What a beautiful conversation. And what a, I can't think of better people to talk to about family than you, Raymond, the, the family guy. And, and, and Kathy, I know how you feel about family. So what a beautiful time this has been. I, I, I feel like we could carry on this conversation indefinitely, but with respect to you, Raymond, as our guest and respect to our audience, we're going to have to find that place to wind down. Um, I would love for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some way, if you'd like to have a conversation with us, you want to banner a word, or you want to share your story, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. We're interested in what you have to say. I will make my closing statement by saying, Raymond, thank you very much. Welcome to our podcast family. Uh, we're glad that you decided to join us in this and, and share your, your conviction and your soul on your heart with us. I really do appreciate your time. Um, I hope our listening audience takes a minute to kind of look at your concept of family. How does that play out? How do you how do you model that? How do you carry that forward and make a, a living part of the legacy that you leave behind is the image you live a family. So, Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with family? I think I would like to. I usually leave with a challenge, but I feel like a challenge where family is involved is a lot of pressure, and that is not my place. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think I'm going to leave with just a bit of advice, and that advice would be to take the pressure off of yourself to feel like whatever your version of family is has to fit in of the picture-perfect box. Right? It doesn't have to. Whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel safe, whoever that is, that's, that's what's important. So just recognize that. I love it. Thank you. For that, Kathy. Raymond, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us, give us our last couple minutes, and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today with family? You know, as, as someone who's a life, relationship, and proof coach, someone who's, who's working with a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons, uh, a, a lot of the reasons why um, are who we are today is because of our family. I'm working with someone much older right now. You know, he's had a lot of issues and problems, but his main problem right now is his family dynamic. And, you know, he's made some mistakes in his life, as we all have, but he he sees his family that he has right now leaving this earth, and he's going to be alone for the rest of his life. So his problem, even at 61 years old, is the family dynamic. It's not that it's you know, a toxic situation, it's just either certain events that are going to happen that are going to make him feel lonely because he doesn't have a great relationship with his brother or sister and his nephew is leaving the Texas. And, you know, um, I look at other friends that I've had, you know, almost all of their issues really stem from their family dynamic. You know, if they had a very troubling one or if they were adopted or, you know, I, I, so I think... You know, family is something we all search, we all 
want to be a part of. We want to be a part. We want to create our own families, not only that, but we also want to feel, um, you know, accepted by our own family. And there are some people in this world that never had that chance to feel accepted by their own parents, be accepted by their grandparents. You know, some people are adopted and they try to get into their own families. There's so many um, difficulties. And um, so some of us had a great experience with family, but a lot of us, you know, didn't. And it makes it challenging when we start our own family, when we, when our, when our view on the family is on the lower side of things. And, um, so I've seen that happen, especially in my generation, the millennial generation. Uh, it was, uh, I had a friend who was adopted, and, you know, his own birth mom really didn't care about him much, and it really impacted his way of how he handled relationships, his view on women, and who he decided to be with, and, you know, just the whole relationship part of his life was, was just ruined from the start, and... Of course, he has the ability to change that, but I think, I, I think change, and when we come to the family dynamic, change is such a very, it's, it's a word that people are afraid of. Oh, I don't want to change, I don't want to change, I want, I want to have that safety net of just being in my comfort zone. But when we do start getting married, we are in our 30s and our 40s, and we start planning a family, change is inevitable, change is going to happen. We're going to deal with life events, we're going to deal with life decisions, and who we become in the process, a better version of ourselves, is what's going to be the driving force of our family that we create and that we teach and we guide through our lives. So right now, a lot of my friends, Facebook, they're all having babies and infants, and this is going to be one stage, the next chapter stage of their marriage and the that they have to learn from. But we also have to keep in mind that when we were children, our parents were learning too. So when we become parents. We have to learn exactly what our parents were learning. So I think self-reflection is such an important thing when we create our own families. You know, Are we ready for this journey? Are we ready to be parents? I see all the time in the marriage support group on Facebook, when you become parents, your parent instinct is number one right now. What's going on in the bedroom is kind of on the back burner right now. Your instinct just to make sure this child has everything it, it needs. So sometimes we have to let our egos go and do what's best for our family.